Elpers just showed up. All right. Cut it out. Oh, he's here. Bob, you jumping on? It looks like it's connecting, so this is good. He might be connecting to the wrong meeting. Oh, he's, he's on with his boss? The other meeting. Uh, no, the other meeting got pushed back. Oh! So I, can't, so I, I, I just, uh, just got that just this second. Hello and welcome to No Place I'd Rather Be, a podcast about St. John's University basketball and the legacy of Minnesota's all-time collegiate wins leader, Coach Jim Smith. We are very excited to bring you today's program as we close out Season 2 with a former player who has a banner in the rafters. As we welcome 94 grad Travis Weiss. Along with last-minute edition of our very special guest, who had a front-row seat to just how humble and team-oriented Weiss was. I mean, they changed the offense because of his skill set. And Coach Smith actually implemented rules to force him to shoot more. Can you imagine? All with good reason, of course. Weiss earned all-conference honors his junior and senior seasons and was voted the conference MVP and first-team all-region his senior season. The same year, he set the NCAA all-division record for field goal percentage at 76.6, a record that stood until the 2008-2009 season. And, once again, I gotta hand it to the guys on this one. They really are getting better. Pressed into starting roles from game one their freshman year, they've settled in nicely during their second season. The future is bright, as we more or less let our final full-length episode of the season roll from beginning to end. So here it is, Travis Weiss, Bob Alpers, and Coach Smith, with our hosts, Tom Connell and John Russell. Coach is coming in. We can hear him. All right. There he is. Coach. Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Can you hear you? Gotcha. Unfortunately. Hey. Oh, no. Hey, Travis. Hey, guys. Can can you hear me? Can you hear me fine? We We got you. All right. Yeah. All good. (laughs) No, good. Hey, thanks for taking the time on a Sunday to join us. Of course, you can see we got your old buddies, Bob and Coach Smith, with us. And then. I think you and Tom probably know each other, right? No, I, this is the first time I think we've met. Oh, okay, well, that's good that's to meet you, Travis. Yeah, nice to meet you, Tom. Thanks for jumping on on this. Oh, no problem, no problem. It's uh, good, good to catch up and have some laughs. Guys, if you're okay, I, can I do yeah. a little remedial? Yeah, let's just real quick. Bob's yeah. got a, uh, I think he's got a performance review at 3.30. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> no, something, no, no. Something else, unfortunately. Okay. All right. No, but it might not happen, so we're okay. I just wanted to let you know, if I do have to hop, that's the reason why. It's not because I'm filled with hatred for Travis, as I always was. (laughs) I I figured time would take care of that. I know. Travis would probably want me to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, uh... You were the vital part of your stable, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. he was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, See, hey, wait a minute. I'm just, I'm realizing something right now. 
we can't put coach and Alpers together because it's immediately out of control. We've lost. That <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we have very strict rules with this podcast, as anybody who's listened uh, knows, right? John, you wanted to, to jump in on on something here first, and uh, yeah, I, I'll go a little remedial here, Travis. But just curious. I mean, tell us a little bit about where you grew up and and uh, what your and we can take that right into how did you how did you get to St. John's. You know, it was about a half hour north of there in Little Falls that I, I grew up um, and, uh, you know, started getting familiar with uh, St. John's through the uh, basketball camps. And uh, one of those things that, uh, you know, it's, uh, going there to improve on, you know, learn about uh, uh, just more skills and stuff like that. But it was, you know, such a, a fun experience. It sure was like a lot of basketball, you know, start of the day to the end of the day, but uh, um, just fun, you know, and the, the coaches that were the that were there coaching, you know, all just the cast of characters and, and, uh, you know, like I said, uh, uh, Bob and Jim just like I said, just made it a good time all the way down to like the mail calls and stuff like that. And it was such a positive experience that, uh, you know, as, as uh, going along and, and, uh, you know, further along in uh, high school and stuff like that, just started looking around at uh, schools and, and uh, like I said, St. John's always just stood out as a, it felt like a home, you know, it's uh and, uh, you know, like I said, you know, talking with the coaches, it was, you know, there's not really like pressure or like I said, just, you know, expectations. It just felt so natural that, uh, yeah, um, end up going there. Like I said, I mean, St. John's alone has a, a great reputation for, you know, being a good school and, you know, the men that come out of there and, you know, like I said, the, the women that come out of St. Ben's, you're just like good upstanding citizens. And it just felt natural coming out of a small town to, uh, to go to the, you know, smaller school like that. And just with like, so the people that I've interacted with and known that have gone to St. John's. You know, and then obviously, like I said, you know, seeing uh, Frank W's uh, stuff in the uh, the trophy cases back in Little Falls, you know, helps kind of like bring that uh, brings SJU to to you know to attention and whatnot. So I don't know, it just it just felt like a, a good place to be, and you know, for better or worse, they accepted me there, and so I went there and enjoyed my time. Uh, we understand yes. every third year coach let some academic standards slip so that they could get the right ball players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the cut that year. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So Bob and, and coach talk a little bit about that recruiting process. Cause Bob, you were there as an assistant at the time, right? You had just started. Right. Yeah. Coach, you want to go first? Well, um, Travis came from a, a program that was, very, very good in high school, too. Middle Falls was one of the uh, top schools in the state. And Al Bauman helped develop, of course, uh, Frank and helped develop Travis and Obernick. And there, you had great teams back in those days. They were really good. And Al Bauman, of course, was always in our camps, and along with Men Horizon from Creighton. And the two of them were, you know, great buddies. And we became very good friends, too, with Al. And and with the and, and any of the athletes that we had up there, but Travis definitely was an outstanding basketball player. Plus, he's a pretty nice guy too. Actually, <laughs> yeah, we we sort of liked him, and um, we always had fun with him, and that was great. Plus, uh, the fact that he never took a bad shot, quick jumper. Well, is that due to the lot. fact that he had an incredible post coach when he got to St. John's? A guy that really figured out, you know, how to set him up and position him. Well, I'll, I'll tell you Read what. That somewhere. Uh, well, Travis, uh, nobody positioned better than Travis. But I've got, I've got funny. Right. I think this one's a little funny about how we all got connected. Travis was a basketball camper, 
And um, the way coach always used to set things up uh, for us, uh, for the coaches anyway, is uh, we'd get in our roll call groups and uh, he'd break us up alphabetically. And with my name starting with an A, I always had the first part of the alphabet. Coach decides this year, this one camp, he decides, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to flip it around. Helpers, you can get the tail end of the of the uh, of the alphabet this year. We get together, we do our roll call group. We've been, we're doing our layups the first night, and I went, you "Keep up what you're doing." I walked over. I went, "Oh my gosh, Coach, this guy's really something. He's special. We got to keep." And he said, "Don't screw it up, Helpers." So the whole time, right, Travis? We were we were camp buddies, right? Yeah. Before that, we were always in my roll call group, and we we're doing things at camp, and and um, it was so fun watching you in in uh, high school and. You were tough to recruit because you didn't say five words the whole time that we did that until you said, I'm coming. Because you had us on pins and needles, for heaven's sake, the whole time. And then uh, we had lunch at the reef. And I remember you just kind of turned and went, well, I'm coming. Oh, my gosh. Did we? Uh, was that a, one of the great sighs of relief afterwards about that? We were so excited. It was an easy decision. Like I said, it's just, you know, the, the basketball is the one thing. But, like, you're, you're hilarious. You, like I said, you kind of get that. You know, we got that same humor. Like I said, Coach, too, is, you know, he had the same. He just joke along with it. And, like I said, it just, it just felt on so many different the dimensions just felt right. So I enjoyed my four years there and, and, and being part of the program and proud to say I, I, I was there for it. So, I, like I said, I couldn't have asked for anything better. Yeah, and so you had spent quite a bit of time on, on campus haven't gone to the camps. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and you get to explore a little bit, right. I don't know if that was officially allowed or not, but you know, explore parts of the other parts of the campus. It was a little downtime we had between like said, uh, sessions and, and, uh, you know, eating in the evenings and stuff like that. So you could wander around a little bit and explore and, and a nice environment, you know, just like felt like a small town in itself, which I mean it is, but uh, felt like home. And so, you know, someplace like so we can focus on other things and not, you know, worry about uh, learning a whole new environment or, or like I said, just being, uh, you know, not being satisfied with where you're at. <laughs> Hey Travis, where, what were some of your other options? Where else were you being recruited? After this much time, it's it's hard. I mean, I think Wartburg. I think I got some stuff from, um, you know, some uh, some other smaller you know colleges and whatnot. And from early on, it just it it felt. I think I already knew like said what uh, what direction I was going because through exposure from the camps and like so just other people that I know that knew that came out of uh, St. John, St. Ben's that. Just like so, kind of reflected, you know. I think values that that I had, and just like said, so the people that I, you know, that uh, that you bump into at St. John's, as, as you know, as silly as it sounds, as as you know, just people like said so passing on the campus, you know, with the, you know, uh, that that you interact with, you know, during basketball camps, you know, people helping out with, you know, the the uh, trainers and and the food staff, you know, just like just all around, just felt like a a a place I could call home. That's great. So when you got to campus as a student. You know, and then you started those kind of uh, fall practices, you know, scrimmages, right? Um, yeah. Kind of informal. What what were your thoughts? Did it, did it reinforce that decision for you? Oh, yeah. That, hey, I'm yeah. in the right place. This is great. Or did you, were you like, ooh, you know, there's maybe it's a little bit different. You know, that's, that's what was, I was, I was very thankful for. Is like, so the, uh, you know, seniors, juniors just welcomed me you know i didn't uh that's great i didn't get you know because obviously like i said that anytime you know no matter what level you are when new people come to the program it's always a it's always a threat to your playing time and but like so I, was, I was very thankful that the, the the senior classmen weren't treating me any different you know it's they weren't setting me up for failure they weren't you know treating with disrespect or anything it 
I, like I said, just that I think it helped helped me in you know onboarding into the the St. John's program, and yeah, I mean early on, like I said, with the uh, open gyms and stuff like that, obviously it's uh, things step up a level. It's like oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be able to you know do this or not, but uh, but yeah, then when you start getting into the games, you know, obviously just, uh, the environment's different. You go through your first Johnny Tommy game and start playing in front of that many fans and whatnot. It's it's a it's a different atmosphere, and the first time it's a little bit of a shock, but uh, but it's uh, you definitely like I said learn to have fun with it. But no, I was uh, like I said, I was very appreciative of you know the senior class that uh, that like I said was very opening to me. I thought I heard that you came uh, to St. John's because Bart Meep uh, was going to be there. Is that correct? <laughs> or not? Probably some truth of that. Um, yeah, Bart was a—he was a character. I loved hanging with him and the team, and and uh, like I said, you know, playing with against him. I mean, he was—he was tough. You know, I just talk about some guy that you just could not move. You know, I don't know what what he how he anchored his feet to the ground. If he was a tough player and and uh, just gritty and. I, I loved it. Like I said, he was, uh, he was fun to play with and, and, you know, play with in the games and against in practice and, and, uh, just a great, like I said, a great character and great person. He's a little gruff personality, but, uh, but man, I tell you, he is, uh, he's a very, just like I said, you know, great guy. And, and I, I can't say enough about him. Like I said, just, just love being, uh, be on the team with him. Travis, did you step in immediately as a freshman or how, what was the transition into the, the lineup for you? Well, it, it, it took me a little bit to, to get in there. Um, you know, part of it was my own, like I said, my own doing, I think, uh, I was very focused on grades or the school and the grades and whatnot. And so I early on, there's some, uh, you know, as far as memories, like, so there's good memories and there's regrets. And then like I said, one of the, one of the regrets I had is I didn't go on as many of the trips early on as, mm-hmm. as, uh, as I, I probably could have, like, so just a little too focused on the, the academic part. And I mean, that's good, you know, uh, stay in school, kids. Focus on your studies, but uh, but like some of those things. I think like oh, PSA announcement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm glad you're cleaning that up. <laughs> so it's it's. I think it's one of the things that that's part of the learning process is learning that balance between you know the the uh, all the different facets of uh, of college. And I think like I said, it took me a little longer. Just I think because like some of those opportunities that passed uh, you know passed up on just so, like I said to get the school part right. And in hindsight, you know after the season was done and stuff, I, I think things would have been fine. It's one of those things where it took me a little. A little bit to get in there. I don't think it was impact player right away. Yeah, I got, well, I got, I got, I got a question about the trips, though. I wanted to Bob or Coach. I mean, is it optional early on that guys go on these? Are you talking about game trips or scrimmage trips or? Is yeah, that like, right? like like trips out west, and I think there's uh, I think it was like or, or was it Oregon. I think went out too, and yeah, yeah. I wish you'd gone on that, Travis. We'd have let you drive the van. Those are ter- those are terrible drives through the mountains and the snow. Oh. <laughs> But one, one of the things, uh, actually, I mean, I know you, you said we're, you're focused on your academics, but what we're hearing this all the time, just as, as Travis is talking, it's just a doggone humble with how talented you were. It just wasn't, you weren't, I mean, right, because you were focused on the school and things like that. We started playing you more on the varsity, um, probably the last third of the varsity season. And, and my gosh, when you started to play, I mean, there were always super impactful minutes and the fun thing about Travis with his banner up there in the conference MVP what 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 people didn't recognize about Travis was I mean he was just such a magnificent teammate he was I mean that humility he was a great defender he's a great rebounder and he did all the little things he just I mean we all knew just how darn valuable he was all the time but it wasn't like um 
you know, he's busting for 30 on the JV game and going, hey, look at me or anything like that, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> Coach, remember we had to put in rules to get Travis to shoot? <laughs> yes. That's you remember that, Travis? Right. Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. We put in Travis rules at practices. He went along because he he just, he wanted, he want, I mean, he got such great position. And he always, he never, as Coach said before, he never took a bad shot. But sometimes... We didn't mind if he took a shot that maybe he didn't love because he's probably going to get the rebound or one of us is going to get the rebound. So we had to do that in practice going, up. Oh, we're going to stick around here until Travis, Travis, you get your hands on it. You're going to have to shoot it. And if you don't shoot it, we're all going to run. Oh, you got so angry. Oh, my Lord, you got so angry. I mean, that stuff. Oh, it was really, but because um, we needed you because you just, you, you, even, even times when you didn't feel like it was a great shot. You were going to make him <laughs> way more often than not. And it was a great shot for the team. But that humility was part of the deal, Jonathan, about why I think it took you a little bit longer. Certainly had nothing to do with talent or ability or anything like that. When he was ready, my gosh, and once you were ready, holy cow. <laughs> so were you talking the end of his um, freshman year? Yeah. Uh, that he started to keep move into the lineup? Okay. Yeah. So you've got this really unique status of, of being someone who had uh, a rule imposed on him that he had to shoot more. Yeah. And like the rest of all of us that were like, <laughs> no. We're you allowed to shoot. shoot. We're allowed to get dribble. The we're allowed a lot of this time. Yeah, yeah you're right about that. Yeah. That's great. So then you, you moved into the lineup sophomore year, right? And then played consistently for three. I know you're all conference for two of those, you know, junior and senior year, right? Uh, I believe so. Like so, time time has passed, and there's some of that stuff that just uh, fades a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, like so we they, did a little research. Like, yeah. Read the book. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I did about an hour ago. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and you, you can want to know how great you were, Travis. Read the book. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Hey, I'll tell you one. I bet this goes okay, Travis. The coach might even sign it for you. I, I'm so, just going on a limb right there. He just might even not, and, and use his own name. Yeah, when he signs it, that could be kind of fun. I just spelled Travis. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't even say that because that's one of the great stories, the Travis stories of Mel yeah. Times, is, is hey, the name thing. Okay, oh. let's hear that story. Let's yeah. hear that Come on, story. let's go. Oh, I can't remember. I think it was, I think it was junior year. I can't yeah. remember for sure, but, uh, but yeah, we were, uh, I can't remember we were playing, but, uh, uh, well, I guess I, I guess I didn't hear it so much on the bench because I was on the floor, but, uh, so I don't know if I should tell it or not, but. Oh, you it should. Up, it was up at Concordia. It was up at Concordia, yeah. and it was a tight, tight ball game. And coach had to get something. He wanted, to, really wanted to talk with you. Yeah, yeah. and so well, so my understanding was like so I was on the court and, and playing, and and uh, you know going back and forth, and and I didn't, you know, I didn't really like hear my name or anything. You know, you're, like so when the battle's going on, you're so focused and stuff. Except you can hear abrupt bursts of, you know, I guess name sometime or you know, really, really succinct, you know, Hey, this rebound, you know, stuff like that. And what I understand was, is it's going back and forth. And like I said, nothing was catching my attention. And, and I guess on the sideline, the coach yelling out Charles and Charles and Charles and Charles. And so I was like, I'm not, I'm not really paying attention. And, and, uh, you know, there's times where you're a player where even if you hear your name, you're not paying attention. It's like, I don't want, I know what I did wrong. I don't want to know. I don't be reminded of it, but that's so Alpers leaned over and said, uh, "Yeah, Travis. Travis. He's our best player. He's our guy. He's our guy. Because there's some Saturday Night Live skit, and everybody started calling you different names and things like that. So it kind of became a thing at practice where we stopped calling you Travis and started calling you by the other name and things, and it was in the heat of the battle. And 
on the bench was awesome because the happy best looked the best. We busted a gut. We were laughing about that. We, oh my gosh! You, you know the worst thing about that coach is that, from what I know, Travis didn't even have a lookalike brother that played for you at any time. He was called Charles. So, yeah, where that came from? That's a good one. Oh my! He was running up the court, and I was trying to repeat. I was just trying to say his name, and I just couldn't come up with it. And Elfer said. Travis coach, Travis. Oh yeah, he's our best player. Oh yeah, okay. He's our best player. Uh, Quite better, oh, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> I think you were you were in year thirty at that point, coach, and uh, you had a few kids come through with that. Oh, well, that's because it wasn't because of that time. I mean, he, we we kept calling him that Saturday Night Live name is what it was, and that how it, that's how it kind of evolved, okay. and that's why everybody kept calling him that at practice. And but when you're playing in a game, you're not going to listen to some silly nickname that they call. Oh, us. okay, got oh, it. All right. Oh, no. So that's that's what it was. I mean, he just okay. we're all calling him that, and when he was calling him that name, nobody was listening because we're not going to uh, not going to listen. But, you run up the floor, somebody else. You oh gosh, but, oh uh, boy, oh boy. But, <laughs> so Travis, all the wrong naming and whatever else was going on. How how were the teams? Tell us about the teams. You know, maybe from your sophomore year on, um, how they developed and the strength of the teams, and a little little bit about, you know, how you saw uh, those teams develop and perform. Like so I remember coming in and and you know St. John's basketball and and uh, you know like so there were you know some strong post players, guards, and and just like so just kind of like soaking it all in. So it was really hard. Like so to get. Yeah, I remember Tom Crookshank was a, a strong post. I mean, just like said, smoother on the basket, like he's just strong and, and just even likes his his demeanor, but nicest guy in the world. You know, all these things like you see him, you see, you know, see a guy like that in practice and and think, oh my gosh, this guy could just tear my arms off me. But but I tell you, like talking with him, you know, just the nicest guy in the world. And and so it's just like that kind of toughness that I would see with, you know, in the program with people that, uh, you know, like I said, off the court, nicest guys in the world, but like, so when it comes time to, to battle, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, everybody's going to fight. And so like, so just kind of like said, fit my, uh, my, you know, style as well. And, and so, um, you just kind of got in, you know, coming in the program, I can't remember exactly what the record was that year. I, I think it might, I don't think we had a winning season that year, but moved through that season. I, I believe Derek Bentner was there with the, uh, you know, from the, uh, the guard standpoint and Regan Smith, you know, remember him, he was a hilarious guy. And, and uh, like, so I think that was uh, one of the first times that I saw, you know, like coach get really mad. I can't remember the, which game it was, but we were getting on the bus coming home and, and uh, not very happy with our performance. I just remember like, okay, he can, he can yell, you know, which like I said, is, is good. It's like, I, I totally respect that, you know? And so, uh, you know, went through the season, just like to kind of developed, you know, acquaintances and friendships on the team and, you know, got to know like, so just a lot of the, the other, you know, freshmen, you know, got kind of the best of both worlds, you know, to meet, you know, meet the more senior players, but also kind of develop that friendship and, you know, within the class of guys that came there and to play ball in the JV and, so it was a good experience. Like said, that uh, sophomore year came and, you know, and then like said, got more, uh, you know, involved with, you know, a lot of the, the post players there, um, you know, the Tad Drake. And I, I, the one, the one that I thought you were going to say, I, I'd say I could understand if you mix this up was Pat Carey, probably because uh, it's one of the few other guys that I remember seeing that also had a mullet. <laughs> We <laughs> so, got a little party going on in the back. Yeah, exactly. I thought, okay, this guy's cool. Plus, he could dunk, and so it's like, yeah, that, okay. that's awesome. So, <laughs> went through that season, got you know some more experience, and and I you know, like I said, I have to look back see what the record was that year. But 
really excited, you know, that, that junior year with, uh, you know, Coors and Trevick and, and uh, you know, that group and uh, John here, Andy Beckstrom, you know, a fun group of guys and like sort of great, a great season that we had. And that was a conference championship. Yeah. Great to play with great, you know, teamwork and, and uh, you know, uh, got my first, uh, first taste of uh, disappointing, you know, disappointing people with basketball and that, you know, Mike Trevick said, he was never going to assist with me because every time he passed to me, I'd either botch the layup or something. So, so he probably deserves another like hundred assists because, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's like sometimes like I said, either, you know, he didn't, couldn't finish or would, or would pass it off or, or, you know, not fall through on my end of the deal with, uh, with him. So yeah, like I said, just a fun group of guys there to play with. And I like I said, yeah, great, uh, great season and senior year came and it's got a lot of athleticism in there. You know, Corey Jackson's been playing and, and Josh Cherry and guys that played above the rim and just like, and, and great guys on and off the court, you know, and fun all around, you know, each year. And, and, uh, any one of those years could have been, you know, the, uh, you know, the, a, a cast of characters, a couple of, you know, a couple of people that come in there and can just, you know, spoil the whole season with, you know, the, you know, toxic presence, but, but uh, no, like I said, everybody likes to seem to understand uh, the different uh, roles and, and uh, contributions. And, and, uh, you know, I, a lot of that I attribute to practice and, Practice being fun and, and just that camaraderie that that comes out of it. I, I loved and I, I just seemed like everybody else had enjoyed that too. And, and I think that's what keep kept uh, kept guys you know kept guys around and 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 you know uh, participating and feeling like, feeling like part of something. Yeah, and you've got some coaches who've got perspective, yeah. right? On, on yeah. why you're there, yeah. Yeah, and like I said, just and that it made it enjoyable too. You know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, going to practice and and uh, you know barking and yelling and and throwing stuff at us and whatnot. It's uh, we worked on skills, developed developed uh, players and and plans, and you know watch game film, but still could you know take a step away and and uh, you know tease and poke fun at each other like brothers do. You know, it's uh, so one of the things that made practice fun was uh, you know guess who I am <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And because okay. you, you know, you obviously, you know, there's mistakes made during games and whatnot. And so the, the, the day after the game, you know, we'd be shooting around before practice. And that'd be the time where people would just mock, mock the heck out of somebody that made a mistake. Or if somebody got dunked on, you know, it'd, it'd be like people going around and dunking on, you know, trying to dunk on that person. And, you know, if, uh, some, you know, somebody like made a horrible pass or bottle a bottle of ball and they'd be like, guess who I am. And, you know, they chuck the ball on, you know, the, into the bleachers or something like that. It's just like, just like said, poking fun each other to, you know, kind of show that uh, in some crazy way that you're accepted into the, into the tribe. You know, Trav, Travis sounds like a great time. And, and you're so good about really calling out the, what a, what a great culture it was. Was there ever a moment uh, or a, a stretch of time that you could feel stress or pressure or the heat was on uh in some way that uh caused you to take pause probably that uh, that like january well that like late january through early march stretch you know where it's like there's game after game after game and after you've already gone through i mean basketball is such a long season the way it is and from the time that uh you know what uh, like you'd show up on campus and there'd be open gyms. So you're going and playing basketball, but you're having fun. And, you know, it's, but still it's, you know, it's, it's wear and tear on the body. And then October comes and there's, 
you know, you start uh, you start getting in shape more and and you know taking the getting ready for that uh, you know October fifteenth jog up to the bridge and and back and to make it in a certain amount of time and you know the practice start and the and it uh, you know like I said it really starts wearing and then you you, you know through the through the, the December when you see everybody else you know heading home and and you're up there over the break and there's not much going on you know it just gets to be a long time to be plugged into basketball and then when that late January early March throws short rolls around and you've got game after game after game and now time to relax but also then like said so, you know the the academics are picking up and you know it's just it's, it's a stretch where like so it really tests you know you know tests you with with how much do you want to do this and so there, there, there are times like that where when the season comes, it's it comes to an end. It's like, you know, you're ready for it in a way. Um, you don't want it to end because you put, you've invested so much time and effort and energy. It's like, you don't want it to be all for nothing. Plus there's a prize at the end there. You know, there's a, an end to get to, 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 you know, be the best and, and to go to the, you know, the, the nationals and stuff like that. So, and plus there's usually, what ends up, usually ends up being the way is St. Thomas too. And so even that, you know, that gets even a little more fired up to, to stick it out. But, but that's uh, like, so that stretch there, I think that, that stretch in the late January through early March is where really it, uh, it, it can, it can try you at times. Travis, can I, can I ask you a question quick? Yeah. So, um, to help me if I'm remembering this right, but it seems to me that coach decided because of what you're talking about, about how grueling that stretch was, that, that January, February, and the league has changed schedule since then because we used to have many, many weeks where we'd go Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, yeah. things like that. And the league has uh, removed a lot of those Monday games from the schedule. We actually have, I think, our first one uh, tomorrow. But didn't we? We had a pool day, didn't we? There, there was one. Yeah, there was one in there. Yeah. Days, yeah. And I swear to God, this is sticking in my head. Didn't you guys do some kind of like synchronized swimming kind of thing on the <laughs> end of the pool? Did something like that? I, I remember that really well. We we're just on a deck looking. Went, oh my lord! Any day, every day, something comes out of these guys that we just weren't expecting. Do you remember that? I. I, I it vaguely, like I said, I I, I can't oh, tea, but uh, there's a vague memory there about uh, about some pool fun. <laughs> it wasn't long that happened, but it was just it was really it was really silly, and that, it was really fun. Oh my gosh, you 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 guys kept it light and 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 did such a good job of of uh, keeping the whole thing balanced. It was it was really fun. But do you remember that, Coach? I, I remember that I I remember that thing, and I went, "What's going on?" And you went, "Ah, it's all." Got out and it was yeah, synchronized. What I remember about it is the uh, swimming team, I think, was having practice in their hospital. And they were really irritated by the fact that we were in there screwing around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it was a good break. Yeah, yeah, we but you had the idea we could do whatever you wanted. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You got yeah. it right. Yeah. So you just, the, yeah, yeah. you just said to the guys, hey, let's go swimming today instead yeah. of practicing?
I reminded him of the fantastic dunk that he had against <laughs> St. Thomas. He came in from the right wing, and he went over a guy about 6'4", and dunked the ball. Yeah. And uh, yeah. John is, what, about five, well, maybe six feet maximum. And he, uh, we had never seen him dunk, ever. Oh, this game, yeah. everybody just about fell off the bench, you know. It was a great dunk. <laughs> One of the best ones I think we've ever had there. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. That was, yeah. a, that was impressive. Yes. So, Travis, how about... Uh, some highlights. I mean, are there any games that really stand out? Uh, significant events during your playing time that that you that you'd be willing to share? Oh, <laughs> no, I uh, I really don't uh, remember too many highlights to say that this is something I'd, I'd like to elaborate on or bring back. It's it's a uh, it was a it was a great experience, and you know things like you know things like I, I forget about things like you know like so John Hears Dunk, you know that things like that are just like so impressive, and you know I remember I don't know maybe it's just too many dunks I remember, but like Josh Cherry at St. Thomas, and you know ball coming off the rim and putting it back dunk, and I don't know just like I said it's just it's a lot of fun, and uh, I think that's what I remember most. Like I said, and I like I said, ironically just remember practices more than I do the games. Like so, just because of the the experience of that. But I mean, obviously, any St. Thomas game was was fun. I I probably remember the first one for the wrong reasons because I uh, you know, but I think it was the St. Cloud Times that talked to me after the first St. Thomas game, and and I had made some comment about it. I've never you know seen a crowd this big before, or something like that, and just kind of in awe with the the experience because I'd heard about it, but uh, not really. Like I said you know, obviously been on the floor for it. Oh my gosh, did I get ribbed about that? Actually, it was, I think it was John here that just mocked me about that, and and uh, you know, which is which is fun. But I think it's I think it's where I learned to be more careful with what I say to any any uh, reporters. <laughs> so, Tom, Tom, I'm going to press Travis just for a second here, okay? Absolutely. I don't know where the switch is on you that we have to flip to move from humility to some sort of stardom. Oh okay? no, but this. This is a show where we give you license at least to say one thing <laughs> that you remember that you did very, very well. So that do you remember a game? Did you make a, a winning bucket or, you know, were you the dominant force that in a big game or we're we got at least press you a little bit on that, Travis? I, I don't remember being a dominant force at all. I, I guess the one thing the one thing I'll balance it off with with uh, a good and bad. Uh, so the one thing I do remember was we were playing in St. Olaf and I can't remember who it was, but some, uh, some guy from the other team had stolen it or got the ball thrown up to it. And he was, uh, he was like dribbling in for an easy layup. And so I thought there's no way in heck you're going to get this off. And so chased him down. He was going up and, and, you know, pounded off the backboard. And I thought, you know what? That was, that was a good play. <laughs> but then the, like, I think it was the very next year when I was a senior that I tried to do th the same thing at McAllister and I can't remember that individual's name, but he actually went up and when I went up and tried to slam it off the backboard again, he dunked it. <laughs> so, and, and, and like I hit the backboard with my hand and like hard enough trying to block it that I like fell backwards and fell down on my butt. And of course he's feeling good and stands over me. And I thought, so it's uh, the yin and the yang of it. Yeah. 
that's Don't good. you and Bob have some uh, memories, you know, some favorite game memories with Travis? Probably a lot, but anything that kind well, of jumps out? Yeah, I, the pressure, I, you know, you talk about pressure. The only pressure I really felt was um, Travis' the dad. Um, he really put him out of pressure. <laughs> that's funny. He, that's would, he would check with us every game after he went to the concession stand. And he'd always come in and said, popcorn, not too good tonight. You know? And that really put tough pressure on Bob and myself. I mean, we we were comparing them at various other games and at St. John's, and he'd give us either the, the up or the down. And that was uh, every game. <laughs> they were at every game, uh, your mother and dad. Yeah, they That's were important feedback for the program, though, right? The level of the quality of the popcorn? <laughs> well, it was, it was probably Bob and I were probably popping up popcorn because we yeah, did that a so. number of times before the games. And and I think and and coach, if I remember right, because Travis's family was just always awesome. They're always there and always super supportive and just such wonderful people. But you gave you gave uh, you gave Travis's dad John a, a lifetime uh, a pass for popcorn in the concession stand, I believe, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. So when he came back, we did something like that. Well, when you asked about those those memories, those moments, and things like that, I, it, it's so much less about a particular game, but it's more about coach changed the offense. Uh, we'd been running um, a lot of uh, a lot of our flex and a lot of things. We still ran that quite a bit. But because of Travis and, and Eric Cohorst, they were just a perfect pairing together with the high and a low post. And we went to a 1-3-1 motion offense. And Coach changed that primarily just to uh, uh, make better utilization of, of, of the strengths of those two guys. And holy cow, with how, how well Travis positioned, I mean – Frank and Travis and Phil Johnson, I was thinking about, because I knew we were going to talk today, the three of those guys were just in a, in a class yeah. to themselves in terms of, uh, and probably your son, Tyler, <laughs> who, who, probably, who learned from you, because you could tell he had a lot of that in him. But holy crepes, when the ball got reversed and Travis got a seal on you, there was nobody who was going to get around to seal when Travis and Travis set that up. When you talk about shooting percentage and things like that. We also, we ran that secondary break. Everybody, the, the alums that are listening to this uh, probably hear us yell trail in our sleep, right? <laughs> and I would hear from coaches, from other people, uh, one of the things, Travis ran the floor as well as anybody who ever played for us and, and got so many easy baskets when we ran that trail on the secondary break because he could just outrun anybody who was guarding him. I remember the Gustavus coach, Mark Hansen, just going, it's not even fair. I don't know how he gets out on the break like that and how he runs and does stuff like that. And, and I went, well, we, 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 um, Travis is pretty good. And that's just how things work. <laughs> it's such great respect throughout the league because you were, you, you, you didn't say much, you didn't do anything. You weren't certainly going to get you chirping at anybody other than guys at practice, making fun of them for making, <laughs> yeah, which was hilarious when that stuff, you couldn't take yourself too seriously at practice. Because you knew, or as a coach, you knew they were going to catch you too, but doing something if he did something silly. But um, but we changed our offense for Travis. The stuff he did on on the trail, we were able to do some things defensively because um, because we always knew we had that backstop there. Because uh, you weren't going to get anything easy off Travis. He's just so dang quick. He jumped so well and and anticipated. And he and Eric together, we were such a good defensive team because the guys on the outside they could overplay the wings a little bit and kind of, kind of gamble a little bit because we, we always, we always had that, that great coverage and we had really nice depth too. We mentioned Bart 
and Cal Smith and Andy Crook and um, um, Ted Kreis. And we, we had we had a really great bunch of guys with with great depth. But uh, Travis, uh, those are some things less about a particular game, but more about those sure. ideas where, heck, you change the offense because of them. <laughs> you can take some chances and do some things defensively because uh, of, of how we played. It's such confidence, right, Coach? I mean, we just always, we always knew wasn't going to get in foul trouble. He was going to take care of the ball. He was going to make everything that we got to him. Oh, my gosh. It was just what a comfort as a coach to just know him. And such a good guy. We just always had a blast with him. Uh, coach, <laughs> it was just so much fun. And, and he and the, and the guys. But right about changing the offense, Coach, and that kind of deal, that's what that's what you did. Yeah. yeah. We used a 1-3-1 at Marquette. And um, I liked it. I liked the high mode stuff. I liked the feet from the, uh, from the wings and everything. And I think it's, I think it was very offensive. And if I could just remember his name, I mean, that, that <laughs> ring was really tough. You know? Well, it wasn't your fault. We all were calling him that for the last two weeks before that happened. Everybody was calling him that all the time. <laughs> Maybe don't sign the book. (laughs) Don't sign the book. (laughs) That's good. You know, it's interesting, aside from just the spectacular talent, physical attributes and what have you, there's a shout out to Al Bauman in there again, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because you think about, we've talked in other episodes and with Frank about the tremendous footwork and the fundamentals that he showed up on campus with, and as you guys are describing Travis, I mean, isn't that the same thing where you're showing up so disciplined and so skilled with the the fundamentals and now it really, now you put your talents into motion and it, it pays off in a big time. I'm guessing you, you saw those similarities coach and Bob, right? No question about it. And, um, El Bauman also taught a love of basketball and, uh, he was so positive, you know, so energetic. He's just a great guy. He was he was a super guy. We we had more fun with him in camp. It was yeah, I enjoyed working camps with him. Yeah. I mean, just what a an incredibly knowledgeable and good guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was like I said. I mean, he I am from Athens in Little Falls, and like so just that's like one of the that's one of the people I was referencing. You know, with uh, just like said that you know reflected St. John's, and and uh, and so he was. Uh, you know, he. He would, uh, you know, obviously, like I said I didn't have him for a basketball coach. I think he had just left, but when I was uh, mm-hmm. when I was getting into the program, uh, but he still liked to stay in, in touch with it and, and uh, you know, give me advice and um, and so yeah, I mean, he was like I said he's one of the reasons like I said that that SJU showed well. Uh, you know, I I won't forgive him for getting me for I won't forgive him for getting me to go up for football in high school uh, because <laughs> <laughs> because uh, when you, when you start later in your career. And you don't know the game as well, and you're going to stand on the sidelines, and they give you the brightest, whitest pants in the program. Yeah, it, you know, it, it can do a little to the the ego, but <laughs> his his heart was in the right place. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. I take it you didn't get much playing time. Is what no, you're saying. no, yeah, I, right. I, 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 I guess I didn't. I, I didn't deserve it, but like so that's the kind of stuff that builds character, though. Right. Yeah. That's the thing, that's thing too. Like I said, is you know, obviously, like I said, what that is, if you know, if you in practice, you get you know grass stains and whatnot, and and so I think, okay, fine, it's going to take some of that uh, you know fluorescent sheen off of it, so yeah, I won't stand out so much. But then, you know, when you've got a mother who wants to you know make sure you have clean clothes and takes all that grass stain out, it's like stop, 
Stop. <laughs> That's my camouflage. <laughs> Travis, you, you talked earlier about really putting an emphasis early on into your academics. What did what did you get your degree in and what, what did you move on to after graduation? I went for biology and and uh, uh, had plans of going um, down the, uh, the healthcare route and looked at uh, physical therapy and occupational therapy. And, and just, I think, like I said, through doing some internship um, and getting experiences that way, just realized it probably wasn't the path for me. Basically, I said then start on the path to try to find out what I wanted to be when I grew up, and so uh, spend more time in in labs and uh, laboratories, and and uh, worked into like more management roles, and so um, end up down in a, a Chaska place called uh, LifeCore Biomedical, and and uh, I was uh, did some uh, um, was a director down there, project manager down there for a while, and and uh, found that. Uh, had more of an interest in kind of that overall planning and, and, uh, you know, guidance and, and, you know, just try to build for success in the future. And, and so, uh, uh two years ago after, uh, uh, Madison and Hunter, my daughters graduated from St. Ben's and moved on and found their way, uh, Hunter's out in, in uh, DC and is looking to move down to Charlotte and, and Maddie's down in Charlotte. Tyler's now out in Wilmington, North Carolina. So basically all the kids are out here, uh, just sort of said, you know, it's, might be time to try something in a different part of the country and and uh, go go for some warmer weather, and so then uh, moved down here and in a director role at uh, KBI Biopharma, learning that uh, that part of the part of the healthcare industry and and uh, taking on the new new challenges there. But um, that's what I'm uh, doing to pay the bills now. So you mentioned the kids. Uh, so Tyler played at St. John's. Yeah. Right. And then Maddie and Hunter played volleyball at, at St. Ben's. Yeah. Right. That must have been fun. Those yeah. really fun years for you and, and your wife. Yeah, it was. It was. Like I said, Tyler, like I said, Tyler had a very fun team to be part of, you know, that that freshman class he was part of, um, you know. Great class. Uh, yeah. Great class, like I said, and, and uh, got to got to have coach for a year. And um, but like I said, just like guys that, you know, saw through either through AU or knew about um great group of kids and and so he he loved it you know he loved the the, the guys and and the team and and being part of it and yeah so it, it was a great experience for him and and uh yeah and with Maddie and Hunter over at St. Ben's like a great class themselves but even like said so the the older you know the senior class there the uh the gals uh accepted them welcomed them you know great memories and and like I said, it's, it's kind of that that senior having that junior and senior um, leadership and that acceptance is so you know I think with me with with them you just kind of see it's so so crucial to kind of help get that that positive start to the to the career and that great experience. All three of them, like I said, just loved their time there and at uh, in their in their pro, in their programs and and. The people that they they spend time with outside of the programs and the friendships they developed there. Any memories at St. John's that jump out at you? That non-basketball memories? Uh, you know, it's like just weird ones, I guess. Like you know, with uh, taking histology and and spending the night in the lab slicing up, you know. <laughs> preservations and stuff like that uh, oh. like room with eric thomas and coming back to the dorms and and you know with the, the guys in the around the hallway you know having uh you know uh cheers on the tv and 
playing a, a Madden football with Matt Byrne, you know, and, and uh, you know, uh, Jim Wagner was a wrestler there. And, and I, I know it's probably was <laughs> coach probably doesn't want to hear this, but like wrestling in the hallways with, you know, Jim Wagner, who was this, you know, huge wrestler. <laughs> I think, I think he went easy on me, but still there was, uh, you know, two, uh, two, you know, two bucks that are rattling their, their antlers with each other. But, uh, but like I said, you know, all, all this stuff, like I said, that the, the, the shenanigans and the, and the, the, you know, the hijinks, like I, you know, I still, uh, to this day with uh, John Dold, you know, I don't know if he seriously believes it or not, but, uh, you know, Eric Thomas and Phil Stahlberg have swapped out his laundry detergent with water and Dold is doing, you know, wash with water for a couple of <laughs> weeks and they blame me, but, uh, you know, I, I've, I've, I've pleaded on the Bible that it wasn't me and hopefully he's come to, you know, but like those kind of hijinks are what, you know, I remember most about just having fun, you know, having fun in the, in the dorms. Uh, like I said, for me, I, I stayed on campus all four years just because it was such a, you know, I think St. Tom, St. Thomas hall for three and down in court for one. And it's just, it was, you know, it was just, uh, just enjoyable. Like I said, having be able to go and, and, uh, you know, through the classes and through the, uh, you know, the, the, the praxis and then going in and hoping you can catch the, the, you know, the meal service before it shuts down for the evening and, and then go back and have some time to unwind like that with, uh, with, uh, the classmates. So talk a little bit about your experience, both as a basketball player, but also as a student at St. John's and how that is. you've talked a little bit about your career path you know, you're in leadership positions, right? Can you talk a little bit about how this, uh, the experience helped you develop some of the skills that you've, you're putting to good use now? I feel like Coach Smith and Elpers as, as, you know, like said, leaders that I've, that I had, you know, for four years, you know, that kind of mentorship and what they demonstrated was, is, is that there's, there's a goal, there's things we need to accomplish and, you know, you go out and the expectation is you work hard to achieve those goals. But at the end of the day, what's done is done. And like I said, there's no, you know, like game films the next day where, where guys were broken down or, you know, or like really criticized heavily. It's, it was all like I said, constructive, the, the, the post skills, you know, like I said, you know, helpers and, 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 you know, taking, you know, guys in the stable there, as we call ourselves, he built those skills and he trained them in the repetition, you know, you know, practice after practice, you know, we, it wasn't just, you know, go in there and, and, you know, you try to score against this person was drop steps. It was, it was turnarounds, you know, it was like the, the discipline of day after day and, you know, probably people that report to me sometimes probably get very annoyed with it. But like I said, that, that discipline that I try to, you know, exercise each day, you know, was, was something like I said that I saw for four years and, you know, it's the discipline of practice, the discipline of, 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 you know, lifting weights and working out because and it's all preparations. And so it's like, so a lot of stuff like I said came from that, you know, that long season of basketball and doing it day after day after day, you know, five to seven days a week, but also to having that compassion, that humility as a leader of, you know, of, of that, you set high expectations, but, but, you know, you really, at the end, you, you care about the person, you care about, you know, what they, what they do and, and how they're feeling and, you know, having that example and seeing the success that can come from it, uh, is this something that I, that I try to exercise, you know, in, in my daily job for, for me and my St. John's experience, like I said, practice, coaches showed up, professors showed up, you know, you, you, people showed up to do their job. And, and like I said, with that, like I said, led, led whatever, you know, whether it be a class, whether you practice or games, 
you know, led, led those exercises and didn't let, like I said, things get out of control. And so being exposed to that discipline and those expectations, I think is what, you know, I carry, try to carry through in, in my job. Yeah. So here's a context question we ask in each of the interviews. Oh, to what extent, this is the history teacher here in me, you yeah. know, coming back and just asking, to what extent did any of the events that were going on outside of Collegeville, for sure, but Minnesota, you know, national world events impact in any way, you know, uh, a perspective you might have had as a college student while you were in college? Oh, sure. Um, what do you remember it may be going on that, you know, was people were talking about on campus? I believe it was. I believe it was at Hamlin. Um, we were there for an away game, and I can't remember what year it was for sure, but um, when the was Iraq, Iraq the war broke out, yeah. and that it was like right before the game, and, and they announced yeah. it, and it was a very solemn like you know moment of silence. And like so I guess at that, it's like that's where it kind of like you know takes it to there is there are bigger things going on in the world, you know, and, and it's very like so just kind of like. Solemn and and you you know it's at the same time you realize there's bigger things going on in the world like that. It also too like I said does give you that that sense of pride and like I said for me I always loved hearing the national anthem before the the game and like I said uh, having a silence and going through you know going through that like I said just it it you know I I wasn't I wasn't in the I wasn't ROTC I didn't go in the military there's a lot of times I wish I did it seemed like it'd be a good fit. But like I so said, just that pride in country and, uh, you know, uh, patriotism that depending on what, you know, what outlets you watch, you, you kind of get the sense that we're losing some of that. And so, you know, that's one of the things like I so said that I, I think like so it was probably the most, like I said, social thing that I remember from the time that, that I was at St. John's. Yeah. So that would have been probably January of 91, right? When that Gulf War yeah. started. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um, coach, you had something in your in your book about that, didn't you? About um, Herzog, the official, um, talking. See, I read your book. I just wanted to throw that out. <laughs> he, uh, I think, he came in and, and um, to the locker rooms and said something about the possibility of there being protests. Yes, yeah, right? that is correct. Yeah, and um, yeah. we decided to um, play the game, and, right. uh, but it, it was a solemn kind of an evening. Uh, even the bus ride back, as I remember, was, was quiet. And uh, it seemed like a different phase in our lives. Uh, something was happening worldwide that we were not real happy about, understood it, but um, not happy about. I, I think that was, that was a very solemn evening, very, very tough. Yeah, I remember it. And I got no technicals during the game. That was... That was <laughs> You didn't break a, uh, you didn't break a chalkboard or throw <laughs> no. orange peels at anybody. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Different era. <laughs> Different era. <laughs> well, John, do you have any other questions? I'm, no, I'm, I, I, I feel don't like have we've any, yeah. had a pretty good conversation here, and yeah, yeah, I don't have any questions. I can tell you, per usual, just enjoy everybody who joined us and Travis. You as the featured guest, of course, you know, just great getting to know you a little bit 
hear hear a little bit about you and get your perspective on things. Uh, very consistent, I would say, with the character of people we're meeting and uh, the impressions of St. John's that are being shared. So thanks for sharing all of that with us today. Oh, thanks for the opportunity like, to sit down and discuss. And I, I, not the featured guest at all, just part of the part of the group here <laughs> that uh, looking to share some share some memories and and just you know, like I said, check hey, in again and see you. Like I said, see you, see how everybody's doing. I gotta, I gotta make one. You're too good, Travis. You're killing me here. <laughs> the, um, it's amazing you even made that basketball team. From what I learned today. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you when when you get a guy that likes to like said sees you know you got a, a lot of good players around you like you know you know chorus chorus was a scoring machine and and uh, you know all the guys that you get around you that uh, that like to look to score and you get a guy that uh, is more than happy to set picks and to free him up and pass the ball. I figured I had a pretty safe job. That's great. That's great. Uh, you did a pretty good job, Travis. You did oh, a great job. I, you were I a fun did, coach. I had good people. I had good people around me and uh, good, like I said, good coaches uh, to inspire me from. So I was, I was, in a, I was, I was fortunate. When Travis yeah. would do some of the great things that he would do on the court <laughs> during ball games, Smitty would lean over and he'd go, it's amazing. He couldn't walk and chew gum when he came here. What a great job. <laughs> <laughs> he's just so strong and so natural. could do so many things. But just like kind of on the bench, kind of a little whisper kind of thing when he'd make a great play. Unbelievable how far that guy's come. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Charles. Yeah, yeah, way to go, Charles. That's right. That's how he's finished. That's a wrap on season two. But don't fret. Your favorite podcast about St. John's University basketball will be back next week with a brand new episode of On the Court. And the Benchwarmers team has got lots of great bonus content planned for the very near future. But for right now, we cannot give a big enough thank you to all of you out there listening for the tremendous support this season. We love what we do and we are incredibly grateful for the opportunity to do it. To everyone who makes that possible, thank you. has been No Place I'd Rather Be, starring Coach Jim Smith, hosted by Tom Connell and John Russett, produced by Ryan Russett, executive produced by Tom Connell and John Russett with Benchwarmers Media, music and engineering by Ryan Russett. Thanks to Travis Weiss and the incomparable Bob Alpers for their time and congeniality. And thank you as always to Johnny alum Steve Cummings, class of 83 at Nova Consulting for the use of their beautiful facilities. This season of No Place I'd Rather Be is brought to you by the Sexton Family Foundation, helping usher in the next generation of leaders, and Sixth Man Enterprises, creating a state of readiness. Are you a member of the Johnny Basketball Alumni Association? You should be. Sign up right now 
to join the Johnny Basketball Nation. Go to johnnybasketballalumni.org to sign up today or click the link in the show notes. Thank you, as always, to Coach Jim Smith, whose book with former player 69 grad Paul Burnaby chronicling the history of 123 seasons of Johnny Basketball is available for purchase through the St. John's University Bookstore. Check the show notes or our website for details. Please be sure to like, follow, rate, and review No Place I'd Rather Be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you go for your podcast needs. For more in-depth and featured content on each episode, visit our website at benchwarmersmedia.com. Questions? Comments? Ideas? We'd love to hear from you. Send a note to info at benchwarmersmedia.com. No Place I'd Rather Be is a Benchwarmers Media production in association with Nine Pines Podcasts. I'm Ryan Russell. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the last episode. Well, thanks for having us. I'll tell you, Coach, I mean, Trav's one of our – he's boy, oh, boy. What a delight. What a delight. And and, uh, we used to laugh all the time uh, just because he just was so incredibly silly. Some of the things he would do, and he just – he talked like he talked here today. You don't get five words out of him sometimes, but he just – he'd needle somebody, tweak somebody, do a little something like that. You know, he was kind of going, Travis, what? And it was all – it's just his behind almost – Oh, Lord, he's just a silly, silly man who is just a really talented, smart fellow, too. Thanks for letting us well, that, that came through, no doubt. Yeah, boy, thanks boy. for letting us yeah, be part of it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, can't wait to see you all tomorrow. Okay, okay you guys. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.